Dear listeners, Sairam and welcome to our radio series Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories. In this series we bring you conversations with former students of Bhagwan's schools and colleges and today's conversation is with Mr. Raghuram Bhatt. In this interview with Radio Sai's Karuna Munshi, he speaks of the life-shattering accident that marked the end of his physically fit and athletic life and of his journey where he had to draw on his tenacity to break barriers associated with physically challenged persons. This is a three-part conversation and today you'll be listening to the first part. This interview was recorded on the 15th of March 2013. Sairam dear listeners isn't it ironic how we often overlook real life heroes around us and go seeking inspiration from external sources today it's my pleasure to welcome another member of the radio side team to this fleeting moments interview who i believe is a hero in his own right my colleague brother ragu has been through a lot in his young life and today his life is positioned on the line that most people can only talk about and intellectualize the humbling and creative alchemy that happens when faith meets human experience and encounters its stark and unpleasant realities and changes it and is changed by it raguram bhat joined swami school at alike karnataka in the year 2001 for his 11th grade studies After completing his high school there in the year 2003 Raghu joined the Brindavan campus of the Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning for a bachelor's degree in science 5 years later in 2008 Raghu started working for Radio Sai he audio edits content produces programs such as serving in the name of sai he hosts the segment service love in action on Thursday live Raghu conducts interviews and voices over many announcements His is a very familiar voice for most radio side listeners but hardly anyone can guess the journey that Raghu has been through in his young life to get here On November 8th 2005 when Raghu was in his final year of BSc at Baba's Brindavan College he was involved in a major swimming accident in the river Chitravati causing him spinal cord injury that has left him paralyzed below his shoulders with no hand finger movement and minimal hand function In medical terms his condition is called quadriplegia In a trice on that fateful day his life turned upside down after years of treatment operations and rehabilitation work the manner in which ragu has adapted to his restricted life in a wheelchair overturns our assumptions about disability and the way in which we gauge the potential of physically challenged persons ragu's faith in bhagwan baba has played a major role in who he is today and it is now my pleasure to welcome ragu to this conversation sairam brother ragu and welcome to fleeting moments lasting memories on radio sai thank you very much sister karuna sairam to you and sairam to all the listeners of radio sai dear listeners by now hearing ragu's greeting i'm sure you have placed his voice because he's very often heard on radio sai so ragu how were you introduced to swami at the very outset to begin with i would like to pray to bhagwan to speak through me today and through me as well before i tell how i was introduced to swami i would like to tell about the place and the person who were instrumental in bringing me to swami's fold mm-hmm. 
everyone knows there are two institutions alike and mudinalli which are run by the shri satya sai loka seva trust mr gangadhar but is the chairman of this trust and he is related to me he is my father's father's that is my grandfather's brother hmm he is my grand uncle so in my childhood when i was to go home to my native place i used to meet him it was the same house but he used to stay at a small cottage in alike it was called premakutir because uh, the elders of alike used to stay together in that place and uh, they were called as tyagajivis by swami tyagajivis means men of sacrifice so during functions festivals he used to come to our native place and i used to meet him quite often and he had come to bhagwan way back in the year 1963 i feel very unfortunate that i came to bhagwan only in the year 2001 even though my grand uncle had come way back in the year 1963 mm-hmm. but whatever has swami will swami has his own plan for everyone but didn't his uh, intense closeness with swami and devotion to swami didn't it trickle down to the rest of the extended family no it never happened oh, because see. at home he rarely spoke about swami and no one were interested actually at home at our native place so whenever i used to go to native place my mother used to introduce uh, me to him and my mother used to tell that he is a sai baba devotee and uh, there is a school at alike it's a swami school sai baba school like that time we used to call sai baba mm-hmm. we didn't know about swami the alike school was very well known for its academics mm-hmm. it was like whoever joins the school it's a residential school whoever joins the residential school they'll get very good marks and uh, they'll come out with flying colors mm-hmm. i was on my 7th grade it was the year 1997 or 98 and i was not good at studies so my mother wanted me to join this school so that i become good at studies and come up with good marks in the exam so i told okay i will join for alike school they take boys only for 5th grade 8th grade or 11th grade mm-hmm. so i was ready to join for 8th grade then my grand uncle told see you have to write an exam and interview all those things formalities will be there only if you clear that you will get a seat so i wrote exam interview was over but i didn't get a seat mm-hmm. well that time my ambition was to get good marks and i was not thinking about swami and all my father was working for central government in the department of telecommunication on that year he got transferred to northeast india to the city of shillong which is the capital of the state meghalaya mm-hmm. so father told we all have to shift there but i was feeling disappointed that i didn't get a seat then father told no problem we'll try for 11th grade then i told okay so we all once uh, before leaving to shillong we went to mr gangadharbhat who as i told you is my grand uncle and we told him that we are leaving and we'll come back for 11th grade and try then he told yes you come back and try then he told something about swami he told see swami is divine he is god only if he wills somebody can join this school otherwise it won't happen and for that you have to pray to swami well that time when he told swami is divine and he is god it just didn't register to me that uh, how can a human being be god 
how can a human being call himself a god so i didn't bother about it but he told to pray to swami mm-hmm. like we are coming from a very strict orthodox brahmin family and uh, in my childhood after my upanayanam i used to do sandhya vandanam every evening sandhya vandanam is that uh, we chant gayatri mantra and uh, panchakshari mantra that is om namo shivaya for some certain counts mm-hmm. i used to do it very mechanically but so what happened is my mother told see you pray to swami mm-hmm. no problem what's wrong you're not going to lose anything you may gain something she told see when you're doing sandhya vandanam you also chant swami's name om shri satyasai baba namaha so mechanically uh, you I, were doing that yeah, chant also <laughs> that chant also om shri satyasai baba namaha i used to chant swami's name very mechanically but has they say that even the hunter and decoit ratnakara chanted lord's name very mechanically but still he was enlightened and became the sage valmiki in fact it seems ratnakara chanted lord's name as mara instead of rama still it reached the lord so i was also that time didn't know anything about swami but as i said while doing the sandhya vandanam i just chanted swami's name since my mother told me to do it hmm. but that time also i never believed swami is god all those divine things i just believed swami is a spiritual guru mm-hmm. just like how baba ramdev mm-hmm. is or shri 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 ravi shankar like guruji is like a holy is, person yeah, just a holy person then in the year 2000 it was february 1st if i remember mm-hmm. i was in my 10th grade and next year i was supposed to apply for alik mm-hmm. so on february 1st 2000 in a newspaper i saw swami's photo and it was written that one day back or two days back that is on january 30th or 31st swami had come to alike oh it was written that at around 9 o'clock swami had come to alike in a helicopter swami had blessed all the boys all the staff there and had left back to prashant nilayam at around 3 o'clock he came to the alike school alike school oh, yeah. yeah okay not to the town of alike no 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 alike school in mm. a helicopter mm. it came in newspaper swami's photo and the details like even that time i didn't believe swami is god so i was like uh, thinking why these uh, spiritual gurus simply publicize their name and fame they just put their photo what's the big deal if uh, swami has come to alike or has gone somewhere hmm. like i used to think they just publicize they want name and fame and publicity, publicity. <laughs> so that's why they do all these things hmm. like when i am telling now i feel very bad that but you had strong opinions as a young man you were only in grade 10 at that time yeah i really <laughs> i feel very bad no, i no. shouldn't have had that thought actually i guess you were a teenager teenagers are supposed to have strong <laughs> opinions it's all right okay so that thought came to me so why i am telling this is that was the thinking in me about swami mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. then for 11th grade i tried and i got seat made it to alike school yeah alike school in karnataka 11th and 12th are known as pre university college first right. year and second year yeah. so i joined the first year pre university college in alike mm-hmm. but you joined without any faith in swami obviously yeah. at that time you were still critical of the founder of the school in fact i joined alike school only for academics i wanted to go for engineering stream mm-hmm. and uh, alike school was very well known for its academics 
in the past few batches many boys had passed out with good marks and uh, they had got a very good rank in the CET that is common entrance test for engineering and medical I see, I see. so with that aim i just joined alk for 11th mm-hmm. grade mm-hmm. then it was afternoon when i joined alk hostel it was very nice very good place very serene atmosphere and something was divine in the environment a lot of greenery was there it was a rural area and i liked the place very much like as i told we come from an orthodox brahmin family so till then my picture of god was like brahma vishnu maheshwara durga saraswati parvati gods and goddesses will have 10 hands lot of weapons with them lot of jewelry they'll be wearing <laughs> there will be a golden crown in their head they'll be sitting in some fearful animals or tiger or lion or something like that. so my thinking of god was like that my picture of god in mind was like that so a god in human form it just didn't register to me at all and i never believed it how can god come down as a, as a man? man yeah so the first day it was evening seniors told me that there will be a bhajan session in the prayer hall so i was moving to the prayer hall i thought bhajan session means there will be some puja or worship lot of pictures of gods and goddesses will be there mm. photos and one priest will be sitting and he will be doing performing some performing some rituals yeah performing some rituals so i entered the prayer hall and i was made to sit at one place according to room wise it was then i saw the altar i was just shocked there was one huge life size photo of swami at one side mm-hmm. and another huge life size photo of shirdi sai baba on another side and one empty chair in between and bhajan started like i thought oh my god what is this for the next 2 years am i going to pray to sai baba uh, there is no god's photo am i not going to pray to god what is this that thought came to me because your brahmin sensibilities were very different <laughs> yeah then there is an empty chair what is this all those who things who is going to sit there <laughs> some invisible god yeah but since my aim was engineering at good marks and good rank in a cet i just thought okay let it be <laughs> <laughs> let it pass <laughs> yeah two years will pass just let then bhajan session went on and bhajans were very nice i was attracted in fact there was one sarvadharma bhajan so i thought okay at least they're singing god's bhajans because that time i used to believe in muslim god christian god that is jesus allah everything but a god in human form i just couldn't believe it and after the bhajan session all the second years were told to go to their respective rooms and only the newcomers were told to sit and one elderly person he used to give a talk and this went on like this for one month <laughs> and he used to speak on swami about swami's childhood about swami's leelas miracles the different episodes in his childhood the episodes like uh, swami had taken his friends to hanuman temple and they wanted to circumambulate the statue of hanuman but hanuman appears himself and prostrates at young satya and stops him and his friends were wonderstruck so episodes like that and one more episode where swami was in class and the teacher makes swami stand upon a bench for some reason when the bell rings the teacher won't be able to get up of his seat and only when he makes swami come down the bench he will be able to get from his seat so small small miracles like that they used to tell all of us all the newcomers after the bhajan session the elders used to speak to the newcomers so in that one month time they 
spoke about Swami's life, the whole Satyam Shivam Sundaram, four parts. What was the impact of it on you? Yeah, I was very much amazed. And uh, slowly the transformation, I think, began. I started believing that, okay, there is a lot of miracles happening. And I was open-minded. Like, I didn't uh, close my mind thinking that, okay, these are not true. In fact, I started reading some other books of Swami. Like, I read uh, two books during that time. One is Man of Miracles by Howard Moffat and another is uh, Anyata Sharanam Nasti. So, I also did my research about Swami. <laughs> Independent research. <laughs> yeah. The journalist in you was budding already. <laughs> so, I was open-minded. So, it used to happen that the second years were brought to Puttaparthi for the occasion of Guru Purnima. That is on July. And the first years were brought to Puttaparthi in a bus for Swami's birthday. So, you came in November. Uh, that is after six months. So, in that six months, I did all my research about Swami. I read those two books and… Uh, Investigated. Even though my aim was to go for engineering, still I used to see, okay, let us see what is Swami's life and they say he is God. Okay, let me see all those things. I used to think. For the occasion of Swami's birthday, it was 76th birthday. We were brought to Prashant Nilayam. If I remember, it was 21st of November, 2001. I was in my 11th grade and we came here to Prashant Nilayam for the first time. What was your first impression when you came to Prashanti? Yeah, that's what I will tell you. That day morning, we all came to Sai Kulonthol and Sai Kulonthol was fully decorated for Swami's birthday. Like a lot of lightings and a lot of flowers and festoons everywhere. Swami's photo, a lot of decorations. So when I entered Sai Kulonthol, I just felt as if I have entered heaven. Some divine experience came to me. Alike boys were made to sit next to the old students' blog in the Sai Kulonthol. And uh, people were all seated the devotees and boys were just moving here and there and uh, there was pin drop silence and I just felt I have come to heaven. So that was the experience when I first entered Sai Kulonthal. Then we all were seated. It was around 6.30 in the morning. Uh, that time Swami used to come early, very mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. for Darshan. And at around 7 o'clock, soft uh, instrumental bhajans started music in the background and everyone turned their heads towards one direction. And I didn't know what's going to happen. So I also turned to that direction. So for some time I couldn't see anything. And after some time, I could see Swami slowly gliding with his orange robe and crown of hair. In his left hand with a bunch of letters. And in his right hand he is holding his robe and slowly gliding in the cyclone hall. Blessing the devotees, taking the letters from devotees. Sometimes creating vibhuti and distributing it. And slowly Swami was coming near our group where we were seated. I was seated somewhere behind. Then Swami came in front of our group and stood. My grand-uncle was sitting uh, right in the front and Swami spoke to him some things. And he was looking at all of us and there was a beautiful smile in his face and he was very happy. As if uh, like when children come back home after a long vacation, mothers will be very happy. So it was something like mother's love for everyone. In fact, Swami's love is thousand mother's love. When I saw Swami, as I was open-minded, I read a lot about Swami. I just uh, believed in Swami, that He is God in human form. So, that day itself, I believed in Swami, that He is God in human form. And from that day onwards, there was no doubt about it. Just the smile did it for you? And 
I had done my research as I told you. Were you were primed. You were primed to accept the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess the setting was just perfect. You were in this heavenly hall. Yeah. And then he came gliding. So together it just helped you to reach mm. your conclusion. Hmm. So that was on 21st November hmm. 2001. 2001. I was in my 11th grade. Hmm. In fact, two days later was Swami's 76th birthday. Hmm. And on 76th birthday, that was on 23rd November, something nice happened. I came inside Saigulant Hall and... the decorations were same but there was one extra banner everywhere and that banner read radio sai hmm and i was seeing what is this radio sai hmm. everywhere it's there and in front of swami there was a big poster and it was written radio sai global harmony and we were given a pamphlet and in that pamphlet it was written that that day was the inauguration of prashant digital studio <laughs> the radio sai global harmony <laughs> And, and, uh, and you were a grade 11 student. Little did you know yeah. how your destiny was going to be plugged into this. Yeah. <laughs> Very little did I know that one day I'll be a part of yeah. the radio side. And the proceeding started and the professor Venkatraman sir started speaking and uh, he prayed to Swami to press a button and Swami pressed and after a few seconds soft music started playing and uh, there were some announcements mm-hmm. and all those things. So that was the inauguration of uh, radio side formally and I feel very lucky and fortunate to be present in the cycle on fall on that day of radio size inauguration so after grade 11 you went back uh, baba devoti mm. and you had one more year of studying but wasn't your ambition to be an engineer in the long term how then did you end up in brindavan college to take a bsc why did you join swami's college instead of going to a professional engineering yes. college even in my second year i wanted to do engineering only but that time i had believed in swami that he is god Now in early K school what used to happen is very often the elders used to speak to boys and they used to tell about swami in fact few guests used to come swami's devotees long standing devotees and they used to speak to us one day one very long standing devotee had come and he spoke to us and he told again he started with swami is god in human form now god has descended on earth for the sake of the entire humanity and he has built educational institutions and what else you need but to join the university mm-hmm. if you join the university then you are in the hands of god your future becomes god's responsibility what else do you need than that like god has taken the responsibility of your future god is ready to take the responsibility of your future and he has come down to earth so when he was speaking on those lines my conscience also started telling me that yes what he is speaking is really true when god has come down on earth what are we doing but we have to go to him we have to try our best to go near him because from our childhood we have been praying to god whom we are not seen we go to temple church or mosques to worship now god himself has come down so what else we should do but to go near him that was my thought and uh, there were many other boys who wanted to join swami's college and i was one among them and uh, i told my parents that i wanted to join but my parents were a little bit reluctant they told why all this even my relatives also tried to brainwash me by telling you go for engineering you'll get a good job a fat salary all those things but i was not worried about what relatives say but i had to convince my parents so i told them 
what this person had told that Swami is God and all those things. You also should come to Swami when God has come down on earth. We should not waste our time on pretty things. Then my mother was convinced, but father was still not so much convinced. But he gave the permission for me to join. Then that time I went to my grand uncle Gangadhar Bhatt sir, and I told him that I have made my mind to join Swami's college, and he was very happy. Like uh, in our entire family, no one had come to Swami, <laughs> and he was very glad that you are at least making an effort to come near Swami. I am very happy like that he told, and that's how I joined Brindavan mm-hmm. campus. What were your first two years in Brindavan like? After joining Brindavan campus, my aim was to do B.Sc., M.Sc., and M.Tech. Mm-hmm. I like the subject mathematics, so I wanted to take mathematics as the main subject and wanted to do M.Tech, so that I may stay more years with Swami. Oh, so I wanted to prolong yeah, your education prolong. stay. Yeah. Uh, before entering Brindavan, actually, again the picture of Swami students. and swami and swami's hostel in my mind was like that of uh, gopis and gopalas in dwapara yoga mm-hmm. i used to think okay all boys everyone will be very divine and uh, swami will talk to each and everyone but when i joined brindavan campus it was not exactly like that i used to ask my seniors has swami spoken to you has swami spoken to you will he speak to me will he speak to me All those things, and some seniors used to tell, "Yeah, Swami has spoken to me," and some used to tell, "No, Swami hasn't spoken to me till now. It has been many, many years, but still, Swami hasn't spoken to me." Such things slightly used to disappoint me. Like, "Oh, even after many years of studying in Swami's school, Swami hasn't spoken to you." Okay, so that means you need some qualification. Like that, something I used to think. But uh, some unfortunate thing had happened that time on first week of June. that year that was 2003 when i had joined the brindavan campus swami was in brindavan and swami had a fall mm. and he had a hip fracture and after that i don't think swami ever came walking for darshan mm. swami was always on wheelchair mm. so for about one week or 10 days there was no darshan mm-hmm. after joining swami's college there was no darshan that was very painful for me Then one day, Swami called all boys, Brindavan boys, to Thrai Brindavan, where Swami was residing, and we all went inside Thrai. The Thrai Brindavan, the hall is circular, and we all were standing there. And Swami was upstairs, so Swami was looking down from upstairs, mm-hmm. and there was a smile, beautiful smile in his face, and he was very happy that his children have come to see him, and he blessed every one of us. and later i came to know that um, swami that time was using a walker and he had a lot of pain because of hip fracture and it seems he had also told that nopundi kani suffering ledu means there is pain but there is no suffering mm-hmm. in fact this statement inspired me a lot later when i had to face my challenges of life mm-hmm. and swami maintained the same statement right till the end yes The Brindavan days were nice. In fact, I didn't get much chances of interaction with Swami. The first year went on well. During summer, I think two thousand four March end, Swami had come back to Brindavan, and he was staying in Thrai's Brindavan. So 
we had two months of vacation and i came to know that during vacation some boys stay back hmm. in the hostel because they want to be with swami so i thought okay let me also stay back for few days so i stayed back for 15 days of my vacation and it was nice there were few boys who stayed back and we all used to have close darshan of swami and swami used to speak to many boys but he didn't speak to me that time and all students have a unique chance to go to near swami with a tray full of cashew nuts or dry fruits during their birthday and get it blessed from swami give a letter to swami and take par namaskar this was a unique chance my birthday fell during the vacation so i won't be there that time so whosoever birthday fell on vacation they could take the chance during other times so i thought okay let me take this birthday chance so april first week i went to swami with a tray full of uh, dry fruits and i had written a letter in fact with me there were many other birthday boys so swami came to us on a wheelchair swami was very happy that time swami blessed all of us took letters from all of us touched the dry fruits which we had kept on the tray and gave padmanaskar to all of us and swami was looking at all of us smiling but when he looked at me there was slight concern in his face i don't know what it means but i feel there was slight concern in his smile also hmm. but i was very happy that swami has blessed me in fact i always looked at swami as god and i was very very happy that yes god himself has touched me and i got padnamaskar of the lord of the universe mm-hmm. himself and i called my parents and told them they were also happy there is another unique chance which is given to all the boys that is to offer aarti to swami after bhajan session so i also got one chance then talking about brindavan days what attracted me in swami's institution is the gram seva that happens for maybe one week or 10 days during the occasion of dasara mm-hmm. where uh, swami sends all the boys to the villages around puttaparthi and boys go to the villages around puttaparthi with swami's prasadam food prasadam laddu and tamarind rice and uh, clothes for women folk it is sari and for gents it is dhoti hmm. so i was very much taken aback with this activity why was it your first time going into a deep indian village yes it was first time so that's when you saw what is really like yeah the mm-hmm. real village life in fact it said 70% of india lives in villages hmm. so i saw the real india hmm. how poor the villages were hmm. they didn't have proper shelter and the gram seva activity really attracted me a lot in fact till that time i really had ambition to to get good education and uh, to stay as much as possible with swami and get a good job outside and live a normal life but it was the gram seva which changed my entire thinking i thought okay if 70% of india lives in villages and if this is a condition of villages where they don't have proper shelter food clothing why are we living in big bungalows or flats outside it's our duty to help these villagers in fact even many elders used to give a lot of talks on service and they used to give a lot of examples and those talks transformed me very much mm-hmm. i would say that that is one of the unique activity which uh, 
makes satisai university very quite different from other universities i don't think any other university in the entire world does this sort of thing yeah, yeah. will have on is as part of their syllabus and curriculum nobody else has it i'm yeah. pretty confident of that this is the service driven hands on experiential learning some may ask okay once in a year you go to a village mm. and you give food and clothing what for 10 big days yeah. yeah what big deal it will make for mm. a person who will receive just food and clothing once in a year mm. like the answer is the impact is on both the villagers and on the students like villagers get a confidence that there is someone who is who is there to take care even if it is once in a year they get the satisfaction and happiness that there is bhagwan who is there to always think about us and the impact that the gram seva has on the students is really tremendous i think because of gram seva many of the students after passing out from swami's university go to their respective places mm-hmm. and do lot of service activities take up lot of service activities i'm sure it is because of gram seva only very big ripple effect it has yes yeah in my brindavan days the gram seva attracted me the most sairam you just heard the first part of a three part conversation with mr raguram bhat an alumnus of bhagwan's university who is currently a member of team radio sai here at prashanthinilayam this interview was recorded on the 15th of march 2013 and in conversation with ragu was radio sai's karuna munshi and it came to you as part of our weekly radio series fleeting moments lasting memories in which we bring you conversations with former students of bhagwan schools and colleges we hope you enjoyed it The second part of this conversation will be aired same day same time next week. Do send us your feedback and comments on this. You can reach us through email and our email ID is listener@radiosai.org. Thank you and sairam.